Welcome to American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. There's a lot to get to in this particular episode. Uh, first of all, though, I do want to thank Dr. Angie Farella for being on the podcast last Friday. Remarkably informative, incredible episode, and I'd love to have her back again. So if you haven't listened to that, please go back and listen to that. And again, share it wherever you want. Um, just a lot of valuable information in there, without a doubt. Having said that, there's a particular subject here, a, a number of subjects, of course, that I want to bring up and some audio too, but this particular, I don't know what I'd call it. Uh, it's certainly a phenomenon, but it's consistently happening, and now it's happening in endless avenues in the sport field, and it frankly shouldn't shock anybody because there are multiple motives as to why this is happening. So... The thing that's happening is you have individuals who are allegedly testing positive for being quote-unquote COVID positive, uh, whether they've received any shots or not, which again should prove to everybody that not only the tests are faulty, but the shots are poison, and they have nothing to do with anything other than permanently disrupting and compromising a person's immune system. But specifically within the realm of sport, there have been some remarkably suspicious things that have occurred here, and it's undeniable. I understand that to a person who's in the matrix who sees this or thinks and, and doesn't spend any time thinking about it or casually just looks at a title and goes, oh, that's sad, that's unfortunate, uh, too bad for them. But there's more to this than what meets the eye. And this is where people's mind, minds have got to go. This is where the thought process has to take them. So I'm going to start off with this first story, which occurred three weeks ago, and then I'm going to bring it right to today. Three weeks ago, which I'm sure everybody's aware of, but uh, the PGA golfer John Rahm was ceremoniously, so to speak, and certainly uh, singled out for one reason or another, and I'm going to get into what those particular reasons may be here in a second, but the clip that played on television, and I, I don't watch sports anymore, and, and I used to watch that tournament and even attended it once or twice, three times maybe, um, but the it was it, never before in the history of man has such a thing occurred where a person will quote-unquote test positive for an illness that is less deadly than the flu or a common cold, and then the camera zooms in on them as these masked marauders show up around him, tell him that he's tested positive for COVID and that now he has to withdraw from the tournament. After he had a six-shot lead after 36 holes in the tournament. So again... At face value, to a non-awake person, an individual would say, well, that's really unfortunate. He should have gotten the shot. He didn't get the shot. That's too bad. That's his fault, dummy. And then that's the end of it. To the observational eye, an individual would have to say, wait a minute. Why is it that Jim Nance is on television announcing this to the whole world? that he tested positive as these 
masked intruders are showing up just off of the green to whisk John Rahm away after having the lead in a golf tournament. It's beyond suspicious. But it's not suspicious, again, to the individual who doesn't know what's going on. To an individual who doesn't know what's going on, it just looks like an unfortunate or I don't know what even what you would call it. But once you just dig just a little, just a little bit, you, you start to realize, wait a minute, maybe there's way more to this. And there always is more to it. Because that alone is odd. That the screen would zoom in on him and the mass people that were taking him away and whatever. I mean, I, I know I'm repeating myself here, but it's that weird. It's that weird. It's almost like the Building 7 stuff uh, on 9-11, as the BBC was reporting on it, having fallen before it fell. It's that, it's that kind of odd thing. So I thought to myself, yes, this is clearly propaganda. And then my mind went to, maybe he's being paid. Maybe he's being paid to take a propaganda dive in order to, quote-unquote, encourage more people to get the vaccine. Then my mind went there, and I thought, that's possible. And then I thought, maybe he's just the odd man out, and everybody around him is, is really controlling the situation, and maybe he's just not bright, and bright enough to actually see what's really going on. And then I thought to myself, okay, let's go back to one of his press conferences right before this all happened. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to let you decide. I'm going to play this press conference about halfway through, and you're going to listen to the last half of it. And listen to what he's talking about. Listen to what John Rahm is criticizing. Listen to all of the things that he brings up, and then ask yourself this question. Would the PGA, who is remarkably corrupt just like the NCAA is, just like the MLB, NFL, they're all, they're all corrupt, and they're all in the same uh, just satanic boat. They really are. But ask yourself after hearing what he's saying, it, was it really a positive COVID test, or did they just want him out of the picture in order to quote-unquote teach him a lesson because of what he brings up here? Because he brings up some really serious stuff that the PGA would not like. And a lot of people would not like him saying. So, here we go. Give this a listen. What, um, what's it like to be heckled out there? I mean, yesterday that was a lot of talk with what was going on. and You've been through that before. Is it just you have to tune that stuff out and, and just not even hear it be in your own zone? I didn't have any problems yesterday. No, not you. I mean, not today, but just in your... In your no, no, yesterday. I, I mean, I didn't hear much. Was there problems? It, well, with Bryce... Which is somebody else. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, just, just yeah, because we... In my case, I mean, I had nothing but support out here in Dublin, Ohio, so it was great. Uh, I mean, yeah, it happens. It, it's what it is. I mean, it's, it's part of sports. It's only unfortunate that sometimes fans go a little bit too far. And we can't do anything about it. You know, I think the only unfortunate part, but it's a thing with sports and it's happening more and more, is that we athletes are held to a certain standard and the fans are not. You know, for a fan to get kicked out, they have to say something really bad. And 
if we do anything towards them, we get fined right away. So I think this, this there has to be a balance. And it's going to keep happening in golf with the whole DraftKings and betting lives going on. And I mean, I caught a couple of times yesterday where seeing one of my playing partners miss a putt and see people just exchanging cash right next to the green, it just happens. Yeah, I mean, and you see it more and more as part of what it is. Uh, it's almost like people are in a bar doing the same thing, right? right. So it's going to happen. Uh, I think as players, we need to do our part to try our best to not get affected by it. But I also think the tour needs to at some point also protect players. I have no idea what happened yesterday. I don't know how bad it was, but I know people can, can say some bad stuff out there. Ben, what are you going to do now until you keep that playing? Um, what's my tea time? Around 1 p.m.? Yeah. Well, go back to bed, lay down. I probably won't fall asleep, but kind of act like I'm waking up at 9, 10 and, and restart the day. Probably get some food, shower, you know, again, just like if it was a new day. If I can fall asleep, I'll try. I'll, I'll definitely help. Does he sound like a sick man to you? Does he sound like somebody who has flu-like symptoms? No, of course not. He's talking about gambling. He's talking about knocking on DraftKings, which is so interwoven in every sport. He's criticizing DraftKings. He's saying that he's watching people exchange money next to the greens in live PGA events when people are betting in front of him over the smallest of putts or the longest of putts or whatever, just compulsive gambling. I don't know what the PGA is going to do about it, you know, blah, 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 blah. I mean, that's it. He's going after some of the top people in sport, in particular gambling, on live TV. Now, has that always happened? Of course it is. But see, they don't want you to know that. They want people to think that it's like the purest game on the face of the planet. and There's no way there could be corruption or gambling or steroid use or any of that in golf. They don't want people to know that. He brings that up in that press conference. Says he's going to go back, lie down, and then he's going to start up his second 18 on that, on that Saturday. And then what happens? A few holes in. After a six-shot lead, he gets yanked on live television. And then, ironically, ends up winning the U.S. Open, the very next major golf tournament that takes place. Now, look, he's a great golfer, but he also came back in some interview, apparently, after the event and said, yeah, I guess I should have gotten vaccinated, I should have whatever. No, man, if you're not sick, you don't put needles in your body. And again, who told him to go out in front of ESPN and tell people that he should have gotten the jabs? Who controlled him to do that? It's beyond suspicious. That's my point. It's just beyond suspicious. So people need to stop taking this stuff at face value. Oh, that's just unfortunate that he got the jab, you know, didn't get the jabs. Well, serves him right. No, there's way more to it than that. There's always way more to it than that. So... If you're doubting me on any of this, listen to this one. This came. This is from Sunday, from Gateway Pundit. Quote, NCAA kicks NC State out of College World Series after four vaccinated players test positive for COVID-19. Quote, according to a reporter, Aaron Fitt from D1 Baseball, two unvaccinated NC State players tested positive for COVID earlier this week, which prompted the NCAA to test the entire roster, including vaccinated players. 
So this tells you right now that not everybody on the team has had the jabs, but they decided to test everybody anyway, which means they're taking that Q-tip filled with ethylene oxide and jamming it into everybody's brain pan, which is a known carcinogen as I've covered before. So they're all getting it now. And then what? It's a false test. It doesn't test for anything. So then it came back and said four vaccinated players tested positive, and they were booted from the College World Series in the middle of the night. It says healthy, fit college guys were denied a chance of a lifetime to play in the College World Series because of COVID tyrants. The fix is in. They said it here in the Gateway Pundit. It's one sentence. The fix is in. It is fixed. The whole thing is fixed. This is the reason, actually, I stopped watching sports. I read two books on sports corruption. And then, of course, you learn about the history of bread and circus and whatever. You're watching a charade. The entire thing is just a giant put-on. All of it's fixed. I remember I used to wonder myself, why did I, why did I never win at the dog track? You know, I would go to a dog track from time to time, but I'd never win. And then I talked to a person who owns dogs that race dogs, and he, I mean, that was it. That was the end of it. I heard them talk, and they just went, yeah, the whole thing is fixed. You want to make a, dog, a championship dog slow, you feed it before a race. Pretty simple. You want to make a dog slow, you keep it awake longer than it wants to stay awake. You play with the dog and tire it out a little before the race. That's it. The entire thing is fixed so that certain people get money and certain people don't. It's awful. And that's just dog racing. Imagine everything else. So here's what it says. <laughs> this is awful too. This comes from the NCAA baseball Twitter account. It says, NCAA statement from Division I Baseball Committee. The Division I, NCAA Division I Baseball Committee has declared the Vanderbilt NC State Men's College World Series game scheduled for Saturday, June 26th at 1 p.m. Central Time, a no contest because of COVID-19 protocols. Now, they just flat out forfeited NCAA's chance to enter the finals of the College World Series, and what school got to go? Vanderbilt. If you're not familiar with the history of Vanderbilt and that name and that family name, my recommendation is that you look into it because it's not the greatest thing in the world. It says this, quote, The NCAA Division I Baseball Committee has declared the Vanderbilt NC State Middle, NC State Men's College World Series game scheduled for Saturday. Uh, no contest, blah, blah, blah. This decision was made based on the recommendation of the championship medical team. And the Douglas <laughs> the irony is just perfect. They call themselves the championship medical team, and these people don't know anything. It's just awful. The championship medical team, that's me. Uh, okay. Team into the Douglas County Health Department. As a result, Vanderbilt will advance to the College World Series Finals. The NCAA and the committee regret that NC State's student athletes and coaching staff will not be able to continue in the championship in which they earned the right to participate. So they just told them, we're pulling you even though you earned the right to be there. 
Because of privacy issues, we cannot provide further details. No, it's not privacy issues, it's corruption. That's what it is. You can't provide further details because it's corruption. Here's what it says. D1 Baseball reported the following, quote, NC State is making just the third College World Series appearance in program history, but its quest for the championship will end one win shy of its first ever trip to the College World Series. This is an unprecedented event in the history of college baseball, but we've seen other teams eliminated from the NCAA tournament under similar circumstances this year. NC State joins NC State Baseball joins VCU men's basketball, Notre Dame's men's hockey, Michigan men's hockey, and Rice women's volleyball in teams having to drop out of their NCAA tournaments for COVID protocols this year. According to multiple sources, two unvaccinated NCAA player or NC State players tested positive. Blah 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 blah. Four positive tests came back from that round of testing, prompting prompting the no-contest ruling. All four of the latest positive tests came from vaccinated individuals who were in the dugout for Friday's game against Vanderbilt, per multiple sources. And then Clay Travis, who, again, has taken Rush Limbaugh's place. He's an old sports guy, apparently, and now he's got a take on it. I'm not going to play that because I'm not a fan. Um, but at least Clay Travis is anti-mask, anti-vax, which is great. But... Again, we're talking about we're talking about gambling here. We're talking about people making money on this on this coronavirus scheme, the jab scheme, the test scheme, and they're doing it with quote unquote student athletes. Ladies and gentlemen, what makes anybody think it's going to be any different at, at the K twelve level of education? Gambling already occurs at the K-12 level of education. This just gives them another excuse to engage in their gambling, among other things. It's absolutely horrible. But people have got to walk away from these sports. I mean, put yourself in the position of those students for a minute that, that, that actually received the jabs and then had this happen to them. They, they, they can't be left with any other option. They have to be thinking to themselves, wait a minute, I got the jabs. Why am I testing positive when I feel fine? I have no symptoms. I have these jabs that are supposed to prevent me from getting this coronavirus, which it doesn't. They don't know that, though. See, the, you, when a person doesn't live in the matrix, you can see the people who live in the matrix crystal clear. You can see them. And, and, and I don't live in the matrix, but I'm looking at this particular situation and I see that they live in the matrix and they don't even know it. They can't even see themselves. They're not even connecting any of these dots. And then they're saying to themselves, well, wait, I mean, maybe they're not saying this, but they should be questioning themselves. Why, why, why is it that the test came back positive? Can I see the results of the test? And then what are they looking at really? They're just looking at a piece of paper. They're looking at a piece of paper that says you tested positive, but they haven't looked up the history of the test. They don't know that the PCR test does nothing. It doesn't test for anything. It actually tests for the things, though, that are already inside of all of our bodies when we're healthy, but they're calling it COVID positive or coronavirus positive. But they're not bothering to ask if they have any symptoms. Why? Because they spread that asymptomatic lie. 
well, you could be, you know, you could be ill and not know it. There's that thing, which is which has already been proven to be a lie. So you have countless lies on top of another, rolling on top of another, within one another, into this just labyrinth of nonsense. And yet these baseball players don't have a single clue, not a clue. And it's so sad to just watch that they just don't get it. Um, all right, so that's that. Give up the sports, ladies and gentlemen. And if they're making you take jabs to play a game, for the love of God, um, winning the game is going to be the last, or losing the game, so to speak, is going to be the least of your worries after you've taken these jabs. So that's that. Here's the next thing I wanted to bring up. This came to me from a follower of mine on Gab, who I'm going to leave unnamed, although they know who they are when they listen to this. Um, and I'm doing this for the safety of particular people, I suppose. I certainly don't want this to back up on anyone that they know or anyone that they know that they know or whatever. So I'm going to say this. Um, someone that they know came did come into contact with a particular business that has this flyer up on their up on their business. And the business that has this flyer uh, within their building, the business is called Kiwit. K-I-E-W-I-T. Now, before I tell you about Kiwit and what that company is, I'm going to read what was on this flyer in this building. And I'm going to read every word of this and ask yourself a number of questions as you're hearing this, because this is absolutely horrific. The flyer starts at the top by saying, Vaccine Tracker in big letters. And then it says this, quote, what is the vaccine tracker? The company is using the vaccine tracker to track which employees have a vaccine. Employees who receive or choose not to receive a vaccine are asked to report their vaccination status. Vaccines are the safest, fastest way to end this pandemic. And then <laughs> that whole paragraph is a lie, every word of it. Then the next one says, what information does the vaccine tracker store? The only information we are storing in the vaccine tracker is your vaccination status. This status is not considered personal health information, nor is it a HIPAA violation for the company to ask you for it. Only a few people have access to the database at each location, and the information will be shared on a limited need-to-know basis. That entire paragraph is frightening because every line of it is a lie. Every single line of that paragraph is a lie. Then the next one says, why are you asking for this information? It says, tracking this information is important because it helps us make decisions on our protocols. Translation, it helps us make decisions on who to fire, who to keep, and then who to plan for who's going to end up sick and potentially die from the jabs so that we know what positions we need to replace in the future. That's what that means. Then it says this, for example, at some U.S. locations that have approved plans in place, italicized, underlined, individuals who are fully vaccinated and in the tracker will no longer be required to wear face coverings. To qualify at these locations, you must be fully vaccinated two weeks after your final required dose 
and your vaccination information needs to be in the tracker. And then there's a QR code at the bottom, and then it says this. <laughs> I kid you not, you can't make this, you can't make up this website. The name of this website is ridiculous. It says to report your vaccination, scan the QR code below or visit covid19.nobodygetshurt.com. You, you, can't, you can't make this up. This reads like a horror pamphlet and a really bad joke. So, Kiwit. Who is Kiwit? Pretty simple stuff. Basic DuckDuckGo search. Kiwit is number 36 in America's largest private companies in 2020. Kiwit is one of North America's largest and most respected construction and engineering organizations. With its roots dating back to 1884, the employee-owned organization operates through a network of subsidiaries in the United States, Canada, and Mexico. Now listen to this. Kiwit offers construction and engineering services in a variety of markets including transportation, oil, gas, and chemical, power, building, water, water waste removal, industrial, and mining, and their sales and revenue are $10.3 billion. This is huge. Because in the past episodes, I've brought this up, and it's been brought up by countless individuals who are in these lines of work, who, I, who have said, and I've mentioned as well, that the HR departments are planning for the jabbed to not be working there in the future because they're either going to be sick or dead as a result of the jabs and their compromised immune systems. We're talking about the businesses of transportation, oil, gas and chemical, power, building, water, wastewater, industrial, and mining, which means what about those businesses? What's going to happen with those businesses in the future? It's just awful. It's beyond awful. And of course, what would not occur is even if a person in these lines of work approach their HR department, which normally you'd want to stay as far away from them as possible, but if you were to show up and start asking these questions... Hey, are you planning for, uh, is there a contingency plan in place for uh, people who are getting sick from the jabs? I mean, they would look at you, of course, and they'd say, well, what are you talking about? That's insane. Or they would just say no, and then whatever. And then on your way out, you would get a blow dart to the back of the neck, and you'd be down in your face, and then that'd be the end of it. So, I mean, it's not like, it's not like if you were to ask, they'd just tell you. You would immediately have a target on your back. So, yeah, not good but certainly something worth continuing to pay attention to and starting to connect the dots as to how often this is happening and the other industries where this is happening. Here's the last clip that I wanted to play. And then I'm going to round this out and, and say goodbye until Wednesday. Uh, this comes also from Beach Milk on Gab, and it's titled this. Teachers in the UK are now receiving training to identify children who may be parented by vaccine-hesitant or mask resistant parents. The training likens such parents to domestic terrorists and requires teachers to report them to the authorities for investigation and potential removal of children from the household. And you can't make that up either. So here's the audio. I wanted to bring this to more people's attention. 
I have a relative that is a teacher. And this week, she underwent a training session that is a, a regular yearly training session on safeguarding for children. She went through an e-learning, 25-page layout. Um, and on the last slide, about it was about COVID amongst extremist subjects. Well, the government has mandated for head teachers to um, train and teach their, their own teachers is that they are trying to equalise terrorist activity or, or um, far right or Islamic fundamentalist, as an example, how to spot whether a child comes from that kind of family. They are equalising it with anti-vaccination and anti-mask wearers. They're starting to roll this program out now. The headmaster of this particular school was very uneasy given this part of the teaching of the program because he himself wants to get rid of the masks within the school that he works in. But by clearly having to give this program, this training session, it was obviously he had been told from above that it is mandated from the government. So, this to me, I feel is huge and I feel that people need to be aware. It's not by accident in September they, they want headmasters to be involved with the pushing of uh, a um, vaccination. And then the clip ends there. The point is, is it's totalitarianism 100%. We're way past Nazis. We're way past Marxism. We're, we're talking about Bolshevism and turning children into police against their own parents, but at the same time indoctrinating teachers into being police of children in order to be police of their families. The only option here, if it's even available in the UK, is homeschooling. That's the only option. It's the only option. How on earth could you send your children to these schools knowing any of this, knowing that any of this is happening? It's the only thing that would crumble. K-12 schools in America, which is what I've said a million times here, is non-participation. Now, I don't know how it operates over there. I really don't. But this is next level. And the question people have to ask themselves is, is when are they going to stop playing this? Because the totalitarians are moving forward step by step by step. And they're getting away with it because they know that they can. Because there's not enough pushback. There's not enough removal. There's still way too much participation. And there's not enough people saying no. So having said that, I just wrote an article for the American Classroom on Substack. Please check that out. I will link the description directly to that article in the description below. And uh, please give that a read. It's a quick read. It's informative. I think the writing is on the wall here with what's going to happen in, in a lot of avenues in higher education this coming, this, this coming, uh, this coming fall and certainly in the spring and winter. Um, but 
I think I think it's all there, and it gives you an opportunity to at least think about it for a while. And it has to do with again the conformists and the nonconformists in the battleground of totalitarianism. So other than that, catch you Wednesday. Thanks for listening. Talk to you then. Thank you for listening to American Education FM. Make sure and check out AmericanEducationFM.com for more information. Take care and God bless. <laughs>